Erev Tov, faithful listeners. I honestly have no idea whether allegations concerning four young Israelis caught in the Christchurch quake are accurate. I mean, the claims of midnight calls at the prime ministerial level, attempts to install malware on a police computer, and multiple passports being recovered from the body of a dead Israeli national sound more like a third-rate parody of a bad John le Carre novel. Then again, 26 years ago this month, it was hard not to have a similar reaction as Swiss citizens Sophie and Alain Thuringe, a.k.a. Captain Dominique Prieur and Commander Alan Marfar, who were neither Swiss nor married, were arrested and charged with manslaughter following the Rainbow Warrior bombing. The facts of the case are still to be established as this is recorded, and it's fair comment to say that, as nature abhors a vacuum, the world over the news cycle cannot bear dead air and white spakes. Often, too often in my opinion, speculation and conspiracy have run a marathon before hard fact gets its trainers on. But a truly bizarre editorial from the Jerusalem Post denouncing, quote, slanderous reports which demonize Israel wasn't really helpful either. But overactive imaginations are the least worrisome aspect of this tale. The fact is that these reports weren't woven from whole cloth. According to New Zealand's own Premier John Key, his country's security intelligence service and local police did indeed probe suspicions that the Israeli backpackers were Mossad agents. The Post then went on to dismiss the 2004 case where Two Israeli spies were detained at Auckland Airport and later convicted of passport fraud as a mere kerfuffle that certainly doesn't justify this behaviour. They went on to say, Considering how far removed New Zealand is from our arena, its attitude betokens bias more than vigilance. The peculiarly shameless chutzpah on display in that editorial can be found in the Jerusalem Post's own history. From its foundation in 1932, the then Palestine Post was a vocal advocate for the creation of a sovereign Jewish homeland. In what was in the British Mandate, such views, and its often strident criticism of British policy, were not only far from universally popular, they were quite often literally life-threatening. Israel, in 2011, quite rationally takes the security of its borders, infrastructure and citizens incredibly seriously. And so it should. The Jerusalem Post itself benefits from being in a functional democracy with a free press where the government and its actions can be freely scrutinised and even criticised. Instead of crying bigot when New Zealand's government and media do their jobs, however imperfectly, Perhaps Israel's most influential newspaper should direct their questions closer to home.